Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. What do Japanese teenagers think about Scarlett Johansson? Why do men make better superhero villains than women? Find out on this episode of This Week in the Movies. This Week in the Movies. Hey, Tish, what's up? <laughs> that was like the worst intro ever. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of each other lately, actually, for once. Been a lonely couple. I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, you've been busy doing movie watching things. I have been busy. You've been busy. So I've been going to movie watching <laughs> things by myself. <laughs> I've been a, a very poor podcast partner and movie watching friend. You know, real life stuff to <laughs> deal with. Yeah. Um, my work moving and family issues at the same time did not work out well for me. Yeah. But, um, soon. We did... What did we get together? Oh, yeah, we got together to get drunk and watch Space Jam. Yeah, we sure did. We did that last weekend. <laughs> we definitely did that. It was, <sighs> it was pretty wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Slushy drinks. Yeah. All Our new favorite were thing. Frozen. Good time. We yeah. should do that more often. Yeah, I agree. It's just like With terrible old movies like that. I know. They're amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've been going to some advanced screening and stuff by myself. I know. Um, yeah, I went to see, uh, advanced screening. I saw Me Before You. I was so jealous. I was so excited. It was cute. And I got makeup from Avon, like a gift bag. (laughs) And Now You See Me Too, which was fun. Um, and I also went to a special screening that CFI put on called The Enlightened Screen, where they have Canadian films and their filmmakers come to do Q&A. So I saw The Saver with the Q&A with the filmmaker Vivka von Karelsfeld, and that Good was super cool. Yeah, she's a German name. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so that was really cool. I got to, like, actually meet her, and uh, everyone asked really good questions. It was, like, not that many people there, so it just felt very, like, small. Intimate. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And um, I also watched Fern Gully. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! I had never seen it, which is weird, because apparently every child of the 90s saw it, and I didn't. It's, like, my favorite animated film of all time. I really love Fern Gully. Well, I finally saw it. (laughs) Oh, and before all that, we did both go see The Nice Guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that's so long ago now. It was a really fun movie. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so we won't talk about those much because we made videos for all of those on YouTube. The Fern Gully video is just on our Instagram because that's the thing we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Because you can put a whole minute on Instagram now, so we're just going to do, like, little minute videos of, like, basically everything we watch. Yeah, we did a Space Jam one as well. For that. Yes, for the drinking game mm-hmm. for Space Jam. I was going to say Spaceman. Space well, Band! Space Jam. Space Jam, whatever. Um, yeah, so what have you been watching? Anything? <laughs> Anything? Nothing. Uh, yeah, I haven't been home a lot. When I'm home, I try to sleep because I'm only home for six hours. <laughs> um, I watched Mulan the other day, for what that's worth, and I did go without you. Uh, it's only fair. I <laughs> without you. To see Captain America Civil War. Was it great? <laughs> Hesitate. Um, yeah, it was good. I actually have some mixed feelings about it. So, I have heard things about it. I don't think I've spoiled it too much for myself, but... I don't want to say anything until after you've seen it. I will okay. say, I expected to be like, oh my god, that was amazing. And I came out 
not necessarily like the movie itself was like I mean they always do wonderful production that mm. sort of thing and like a lot of it was like really cool and marvel <laughs> but um in terms of actual some character stuff I had some mixed feelings I think I've heard what you're saying yeah I've heard things um I feel I, like I'm on the opposite side of everyone else in the world but I haven't done a lot of reading on it I don't know. I so. decided it's it's been too long. There's no good movie time, so I'm just going to wait for DVD time <laughs> at this yeah. point. I was worried about spoilers, but it's been so long now. Like, I have seen little, maybe spoilery things, and I'm trying to scroll quickly <laughs> past, but, like, it's, it's, hard, it's yeah. done. I go to enough movies. I don't need to actually yeah. find time to go on a weekend. Well, it was just kind of like with all this... Sh- stuff going on uh family wise we were all like let's just go to a movie yeah and that was the only one we all wanted to see let's go yeah, it, was, it was good um i watched some movies last few days i've been powering through and just yeah. like watching these movies <laughs> i've been meaning to watch um if you'll remember a while ago i was watching a lot of movies with lesbian characters mm-hmm. so i watched some more of those the kids are all right and i can't think straight the kids are all right. Was good. I've, I like it. I like it. I like seeing a same sex couple that are not. I mean, there is like drama because it's a movie, but <laughs> it's not terrible. It's not all about them being lesbians as yeah. most lesbian movies are. So it was kind of they nice just and are normal. Lesbian. Yeah, <laughs> that was nice. Um, I can't think straight. Is um, I had higher hopes for it. Oh. It was very odd to watch. It was. It wasn't bad. I thought it would be more, like, interesting and dramatic because it's about a... They're both, like, Muslim, or one's Muslim, one doesn't really have a religion, um, but, like, from Jordan and from, like, Palestinian, like, that, Mm -hmm. they're both from that area, but they're in London, and it's... It's, like, a typical, like, oh, I'm engaged to a man, but then I realize I love you, and that kind of stuff. But the weird part was that it seemed like the whole thing was dubbed. Oh. Like, they were... It matched but, their mouths, but the way it sounded, sounded like oh, ADR. Like, they went like over and did ADR yeah. for everything? The whole movie... Everyone oh, was like that. That was, like... After, like, a few minutes, and I was like, what is going on? This is brutal. Like, it really was, like, hard to watch. Yeah. It was so weird. And... Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't really what I was expecting. And then, like, the quality of that, and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, it's not that old of a movie. It's 2000 and something, but I don't know. It was weird. But, yeah, lesbians. <laughs> uh, I finally watched Mistress America. Mm-hmm. Which was odd. I don't know. I, it's, I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to. No, it I was, just, um, I did like um, what's the younger actress's name? Kirk, Lola Kirk. Yeah, I did like her. She's good. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I didn't hate it. Like, it was I was like a feel good movie. It was like the character is messed up, and I'm. It just made me like feel things about like growing up and like being mature and like this age we're in where yeah. we're trying to be like adults but we're not really and <laughs> but we don't have our shit together we're all fucking messes yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah I would agree with that I, it hit like I was saying when I saw it, it almost hit a little too close to home for me to yeah. be comfortable watching it in parts yeah so I was like oh my god thing about it yeah yeah and it's a bit like outrageous and weird oh at yeah times. for sure it is it's bizarre but yeah 
Um, I also watched, finally watched Birdman. Oh, yeah. Basically just because, like, the hype around it, I didn't really... And it was... It was interesting. It was good. <laughs> the thing that stuck out the most... Um, obviously the, like, making it look like one continuous shot thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the soundtrack that was just drums. That was really interesting. Yeah. But it kind of reminded me of Anomalisa and the things mm-hmm. we said about it were like, oh, it's a middle-aged white man with, like, problems. <laughs> yeah. And his, like, kind of warped sense of the world. So, yeah, it was cool. It was interesting. Um, and then I watched Electra Woman and Diana Girl. Was that Grace good? Grace Helbing and Hannah Hart. It was really cool. That's it was cute. really... Uh, yeah, it was really cool. The special effects and everything are, like, <laughs> top-notch, like, awesome. And they are, like, just so cute and funny. <laughs> and the whole story was, like, really good. And um, I must say, Hannah Hart, I saw her in Camp Dakota, which was, like, her first actual acting thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Grace Helbig, you can tell, like, she's an actress. Like, she's good. Same with Mamie. Hannah was, like, you could tell she's not an actor, you know? But, like, she she did okay in that movie this movie is such an improvement oh, like you can good. tell she's like been working with the coach and stuff like so much more natural and like it's still like them you know like every actor is like still of feels course. like them but um yeah they were both like really good and it was just yeah fun times guys I actually I, bought it with money because <laughs> I would want to support them pretty much give my life for Grace helping <laughs> <laughs> I really like her I do really love her too yeah, she's... They're great. It was a really great, fun, like, superhero movie. Mm. Really funny. With women in it. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. It's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been watching. Fun. Whew, should we... What else can we get to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about a couple trailers. Yeah, we'll be quick with these. Um, <laughs> I want to mention... We say that every week. <laughs> um... Queen of Catway. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, sure. Lupita, I can't even pronounce it. Lupita Nyong'o. Thank you. I can't pronounce anything in this movie. Um, <laughs> the interesting thing for me um, watching the trailer was I'd heard about it and, like, it's Lupita's no movie and blah, 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 and I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And, like, watching, like, the story about um, this girl learning to play chess and there's this man who was teaching kids in the slums to, like, play chess, whatever, and she becomes a chess star... Like, this sounds familiar, this story, and it was in that, um, the 4% gender, uh, equality bill documentary. Mm-hmm. The director of this movie, whose name is here, Mira Nair, um, she was in the first of that segment of her, that documentary, and she was describing this movie, but she was saying, like, a male executive says to me, you know how I describe this movie to people? I say, this man goes into the slums and teaches this girl to play chess, and she becomes a prodigy. In progeny? Prodigy. 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 There we go. I get the G's. Anyway. All good. Anyway, so that's how this male executive described it. And she's like, well, that's true, but I describe it as there's this little girl in the slums and she learns to play chess and becomes a chess star. And so, she was talking about, like, the different perspectives and watching the trailer and I was like, this is her story! Why would that guy be going around <laughs> describing about this man comes into the slum and teaches kids how to play chess? And I was like, it wasn't, they didn't, the trailer didn't make it seem like it was about a man doing this. Yeah. It was this girl's story and Lupita is her mother. Anyway. 
So that was interesting Fucking to me, and I was like, oh, I've, like, heard about this movie and how people are describing this movie, and now I'm seeing the trailer for this movie. And yeah, that was interesting. You do not agree with the executive. No. <laughs> it doesn't seem at all like it's geared towards a man. Well, and I mean, she made the movie, so you'd think she would know. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre, but kind of not expected, I guess, that okay. a man would identify with the man and see it from yeah. his perspective more. Just, like, I would identify with any female role, even if it wasn't the main role. I would maybe see it from I would her perspective too, if more. if there were any in movies. <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> even when they are, the men are like, look, this movie about a man yeah. who makes such, like, chess star out of a little girl. Um... What other one should we mention? I want to talk about... Oh, let's talk about Soul Searching. Oh, we just watched yeah. That. Okay, so Tish just showed me this trailer called Soul Searching. Like, Soul Korea Searching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is about a group of Koreans from all over the world that go to Seoul, I assume, <laughs> for, like, summer school. Yeah. Um, so we have, like, the Mexican Korean and like the mm. American Korean, German. the German Korean. Yeah, there was they didn't like introduce her, but there yeah. was a girl that looked like she was like half black, half Korean. Yeah. So anyway, um, mixture. Yeah. So all these they're coming together because like of their shared heritage, mm-hmm. but they're from all over the world, and they do this summer school course. That, but it's more about like how they make friends and interact with one another, and. um one of the quotes in the trailer is like, oh, it's like John Hughes. And I was like, it is, and it's so fun looking. <laughs> yeah. It is also set in the 80s. Yes, of course. So there's that. Um, the style Yeah, it's like a bunch sweet. of teens getting together and like all the drama that comes. Yeah. I think it looks super cute. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. It looks super cute. Yeah. Um, I will just mention Nerve, <laughs> which... I saw, like, in my YouTube trailers, and then I have seen it in the theater as well, and I was like, God, don't show me this again. Um, it's Emma Roberts and Dave Franco, and it starts out with this awkward... Whenever they try to show computers in movies, it's always weird. Anyway, it's like this truth or dare... Truth or dare without truth um, thing online, like an app, and, like, you have to show, like, it's live streaming, like, I'm doing this thing you dared me to do, and then you get, like, points or money or something, and then it's like... The something doers and the watchers or something and like the watchers want you to do this and you like have to keep doing it and then she beats this guy and they start doing all this stuff. Anyway, the trailer is terrible because it seems to just show you the whole movie. <laughs> it's one of those where it just takes you on the whole ride and how things go wrong and it shows you like this big climactic final scene where they're pointing guns at each other. I'm like, did you just give me the entire movie <laughs> in this trailer? I, yes. It's so... <laughs> Like, your movie sucks if you have to do that, to be honest. Yeah. You're supposed to and, tease things. Yeah, and I was. this looks so weird and cheesy, because whenever they try to put technology in movies like that, it's so weird when they try to put social media and stuff in movies. And also, just watching it the whole time, I have, like, anxiety watching them do, like, dangerous stuff and, like, let this, like, app and these people, like, tell them what to do. I'm just watching it like, oh, God, get yourself out of this. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. What did they do? Kidnap their fucking families? Like, why would you keep doing it? Did they? It does get really serious. Like, (laughs) they're like, try on this dress and this this really expensive dress in the store, and then they come out and they've stolen all their stuff. (gasps) 
And then, like, she gets a call from her mom or something, and she's like, they've, like, held us hostage. Like, it gets crazy. Oh, my God. That's so That's what ridiculous. I mean. They give oh. away the whole movie. I guess the fucking movie. I didn't even need the trailer. It gives away the whole movie. Yeah, they're like, we have to keep doing it. Uh. I. That's what my thing, too, is like, or what? And then they try to, like, talk to the cops, and the cops are in and out. I don't know. It's just, like... That's so ridiculous. And they try to make the stakes high, and it just gets too ridiculous and unbelievable. It's just... Yeah. I know. (laughs) All right. I just had to mention that as a bad trailer. I don't know if (laughs) people are going to want to watch that. I see the curiosity of people going to see that, but... (laughs) Maybe we should have watched it so you can see it's so oh, mad. I'm so mad. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> it's going to be a long episode. I know. That's okay. Okay. Well, not like I have anything to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I wanted to get into more into Asian whitewashing, which has been in, in the news a lot. Um, I wanted to support her. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. If, mm. I don't know. We, with this this type of episode, what we're trying to do is to go, like, more behind the headlines. Yeah. Like, we're you gonna, guys already know what's happening. You know what's going on, so we're kind of just gonna dive in and find more research and talk about stuff more, so... Maybe some different viewpoints that you haven't considered. Yeah. And or that just, we haven't considered. Yeah. Because we all read the headlines and maybe, like, the one article going around, but, um... Yeah, it's interesting to go more into it and read more articles. So, mm-hmm. uh, we all heard about, like, the outrage about Scarlett Johansson being cast as whatever the name is in... Matoko or something yeah. like that? I think in, that's uh, actually pretty close. I'm pretty proud. In <laughs> Ghosts in the Shell, uh, a live-action adaptation of an an- Japanese anime, um, I found this really interesting article from TheVerge.com um, where a Japanese-American man was writing it, I believe. And he talked about... I learned so much about, like, the history of Japan post-war and, like, their exports and how their style of art changed because the world's perception of Japan changed, so they didn't make their art looking Japanese anymore. They started to take on Disney with the big eyes and stuff, and, like, Astro Boy is a kind of early example of that. And, um, like, Sanrio and all that kind of stuff came out of that. Um, because, like, people didn't like Japanese people anymore, basically. In the West, they didn't, certainly. Yeah, and they had to, like, export something to the West. So, um, yeah, and then he went on to... He included a video uh, where someone was interviewing Japanese kids on the street about this whole Scarlett Johansson whitewashing and... First of all, I had to explain whitewashing because they didn't really understand that. And then I was surprised that they, actual Japanese kids in Japan, didn't really get what we were all worked up about <laughs> with a white person being in an anime. Yeah, I was shocked. Like, when you came to me and you were like, so I found this thing, I was like, oh, but we're, we're mad about this. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't they mad about this? <laughs> Yeah, um, that was an interesting thing to learn is that they don't necessarily see anime characters as Japanese race, mm-hmm. even if they're Japanese culturally, because it takes place in Japan, they speak Japanese, but the anime style with their big eyes seems very not Japanese, more Caucasian to them. Mm-hmm. So they actually said, like, it would look more anime with a Caucasian actress. 
And we're over here getting in a stink about, like, erasing and whitewashing Japanese characters when the character's not necessarily Japanese ethnicity, Japanese culturally, yes, but... And uh, he goes on to say that's kind of... Which I'm assuming, (laughs) hopefully, they're not going to take out of the film. (laughs) I don't think they're going that crazy. But, yeah, that's kind of Japanese... Japanese? (laughs) That's probably a thing. Probably it is. Anime exists in this, like, racial mystery zone where it's culturally Japanese, but because of the style of the anime, it doesn't really speak to them as looking like a Japanese person. Well, and I think... I can understand that because, like, we watch things and everyone speaks English, but they're not always, like, the same ethnicity. You know what I mean? Or even, like, should be speaking English because they're, like, another country. Exactly. And so, like, we can reconcile those two things. And generally, Mm -hmm. with the television and film that they get, you know, like, okay, they might see people of different races, but they're speaking Japanese because that's who's watching it. Like... I can understand. I'm, yeah. It was just interesting to actually ask some Japanese people what, what they, they think about this. Not Japanese-American, but Japanese nationals. Well, and that's interesting, too, because we kind of whitewashed the anger about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> we don't care what you guys think. We're upset about this for you. Yeah, that's the thing. It's Of course, mm. like, Asian-Americans are upset about this. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, I agree. another, like, oh, another white person, like, taking this away. But if you really look into it, it's this in particular, and possibly more anime, it's more than just a matter of, we know this is a Japanese character and we're casting a white person anyway. There is this kind of weird gray area, apparently, mm-hmm. which was interesting to learn about. Yeah. Um, but I will, I'll quote the end of his article where he kind of sums it all up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he says, Ghost in the Shell is the product of and response to decades of physical erasure and technological alienation. It's pop culture fallout, a delicately layered croissant of appropriation (laughs) upon appropriation. It's as timely as ever, but it feels wildly inappropriate for an American studio and the British director of Snow White and the Huntsman to pick it up and sell it back to us. I think this is the larger problem than Scarlett Johansson being cast. It's Japanese culture being Americanized and, and then, then given back given to back to the Japanese because we will allow you to have it for a profit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it's um if you want to get angry about something <laughs> there's that. Maybe think about that um, angle of it. Yeah, definitely check out this article. Um links in the description. Um it's just really it's really long but I was sitting there and I just fascinated yeah. to read all about like Japanese history and stuff. Was, I had no idea and how the whole anime thing came to be and I what know. it means to Japanese people and what it is and isn't. Is. I learned I learned a lot through this stuff. And just, I like when it's a viewpoint that I hadn't considered. Because I was yeah. totally on the like, how could they cast yeah. Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. I was totally on board with that. I mean, it's still, train. you had a really obvious opportunity to put an Asian person in this Japanese set movie. Yeah. And you went with Scarlett Johansson. There's still an issue there. Yeah, for sure. Issue, but However, I'm now, I'm upset about the fact that, like, why are no Asian people involved in this project on a larger scale, too? 
Yeah, especially because the story of Ghost in the Shell is, like, very important to them, isn't it? Like, as a... Yeah, it's very about, like, technology and, um... Yeah, it is very much about Japanese culture, I think. Yeah. Um, which I think maybe it's America, <laughs> the Hollywood system, is obsessed with just, like, taking things and, like, making it live action or remaking it or rebooting it yeah. or blah, blah, blah. And I think maybe <laughs> Japanese isn't all about that. Mm-hmm. They had the anime, and that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's, they don't... They had it. They didn't feel the need to make a live-action version of it. Yeah. And if they had, it would have been full of Japanese We people. love live-action. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole reboot-remake thing, and we'll deal with another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a whole big thing. Um... Should we go back a bit and talk about Asian whitewashing? Because since we're talking about it, it's in the news so much. Um, It's not like this is the first thing ever. No. I mean, we could go really far back in the very early days of movies. There was a lot of... To be fair, we whitewashed everybody. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whitewashing is... Yeah. In, like, the very early days, there was a lot of quote, yellow face and black face going on. Because they simply, like, did not let them, people's color, no. like, do anything, especially in the movies. Um, so there's a lot of that. Blackface has been gone for quite a long time. It's no longer considered appropriate, if you didn't know that. Uh, yeah. You're I welcome think the for last, that life. The last instance, and it was kind of an outlier, was in the 60s, like, Laurence Olivier in Othello, I want to say. Yeah, that he mm-hmm. did blackface for Yeah. Um, yeah, but... And then we have famously Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, and it's one of my. Okay, I love Audrey. Praise Audrey. Yes. And it's actually like a movie that I really, really love. But Mickey Rooney in that, like it, it, it's brutal. It's really brutal. Like you have to like. Sometimes I'm like breathe deeply to like get through some of the scenes with him because it's like, it's not only did they make him look incredibly horribly stereotypically Asian so but like face. <laughs> the way that he speaks in it and, st- and oh my god like it just it kills me inside a little bit yeah um, oh. that's a pretty bad one yeah and so now nowadays the issue isn't so much yellow face but it's more either the character is already established mm-hmm. as an Asian character, either a real person or a character in other entities, and they are turn either turning it into a white character, or they're getting a white person to pass as Asian or half Asian. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's actually uh, there's a lot of these going on right now. There's been a, a lot a lately. A lot. Unfortunately, so, a lot of them like bombed at the box office, which is like good. <laughs> it is good in a way, though, you don't talk about it as much, though. So. Yeah, I don't know. I remember Gods of Exodus. That came out pretty recently. Yeah. Someone asked me about it because it was, we had got an advanced screening for it, I think, oh, yeah, and yeah. couldn't go. But someone was like, What's that about? I'm like, I don't know, a bunch of white people pretending to be Egyptians. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It was like Christian Bale in it. Like, yeah, or like Gerard. Like that. But, no, that was that the one with Gerard Butler I don't speaking know. in his Scottish accent. 
Was like, it? Yeah. I think it was Gods oh. of Exodus. Yeah, or something else around that. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was, uh, there's so many examples, though. Um, I feel like, though, okay, Aloha came out last year? 2015. Okay. That was one that I found, like, really blew up in the media as, like, let's look at Asian whitewashing. Yeah, because it is based on a real person. Yes. And they picked the whitest woman in the world. I love her. Yes. I love Emma Stone. She's not Asian. No, no. And that's okay. But maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, and they didn't change the character to a white person. They decided she could pass for a quarter Chinese, quarter Chinese, quarter Hawaiian, half Swedish person. Yeah, sure. Which, again, like, maybe there is a half-Asian, half-Swedish person who looks generally Caucasian like Emma Stone. But, again, you had an opportunity to find someone who was actually half-Asian, half-Caucasian. Yeah. And you went with Emma Stone. I mean, this is the problem with, like, big names and stuff. Like, what asshole who did... I forget, some man uh, who made, I think, Gods of Exodus said that quote about how, like, I can't get my movie financed if Muhammad so-and-so is my star. I need these big names. Isn't that awful, though? I mean, it's It's true. He's he's right. He's not... He's absolutely right, but it's... Well, and uh, that one coming up with uh, Ewan McGregor as Jesus. Jesus. Like... I've heard people talking about that or read something about it, and no one mentioned the fact that he's white playing Jesus. Well, that's because... They talked um, about it without mentioning that. I was like, Jesus is white. He was just a white man that was born in the Middle East. Didn't you know that, Letting it slip because it's a reimagining How could Jesus not be white? White is... Oh, my God. Remember that movie Saved or whatever it was called? It's like Mandy Moore and Jenna Malone. Oh, yeah. And Jenna Malone's looking at this big thing. They're painting of Jesus at this Catholic school. And she's like, um, I don't think he should be white. And Mandy Moore's like, of course he's white. I know. But that's what it is. It's exactly (laughs) that. Oh, my God. We've whitewashed Jesus. Oh, my God. Saved. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was a good movie. Yeah. You just took me way back. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so that's an example of, like, a real-life person. <laughs> Just a white person playing an Asian person. And then there was 21 in 2008. They just changed the real-life Asian-Americans to white characters. Yeah, well, that sounds... Oh, is that the gambling yeah. one? In With the um, university? Jim Sturgis. Yeah, that one. Um, they just changed him to a white yeah, man. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> like, a British white man. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, like, comics, like, Batman Begins yeah. movie, Raz al Ghul was Arab in the comics, and they got Liam Neeson. The, and, like, he's white in, like, every adaptation of it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. And obviously we've talked about Tilda Swinton and Doctor Strange. Yeah, and that's another one of the big ones, I feel like, that's, people are like, okay, we really what? do. Yeah. Because well, it's also really, like, cultural appropriation madness with making it very Asian-looking. Clearly a Tibetan monk character. Like, yeah. it did not change the concept of the character. And then they were like, yeah, white androgynous woman. I know. And, like, at first I wasn't that upset because I didn't understand. Like, I don't read the yeah. comics. So, reading it, they were just, like, like a wise mentor. And I was like, well, that's fine. Like, I could... And, like, mm. genderless. And they said that it was kind of genderless yeah. in the comics. When we saw... We saw the trailer for Doctor Strange. Yeah. And I was like, 
that is obviously an Asian character. Yeah. Like, if you're going to change it to this androgynous, like, I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, bad. And yeah. I love Tilda. Yeah. Um, an example I didn't know until I was reading a list of this was Edge of Tomorrow, which mm-hmm. was a really cool movie. Tom Cruise's character was Japanese in the novel, <laughs> and there were other characters that were Japanese and Native American, and they were played by white people. Uh, yeah. God forbid you have either a Japanese or a Native American I mean, person. you can have maybe one person of color, but two is like, what wow. is this, a black person movie? Yeah. An Asian movie? <laughs> you know. There's, I mean, a million examples. Yeah. Well, we saw, one of the ones you have down here was Whiskey uh, whiskey Tango Foxtrot. We yeah. saw that, and it said um, in I didn't even know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it said in Afghanistan. Yeah. So it's a, it's a bunch of white Westerners in this place, but mm-hmm. they have Afghan uh, characters. Yeah. And, like, the main one guy, like, he just had a big beard, and they made him look kind of tan. And yeah. there you go. Exactly. But we were scrolling through the IMDb trying to find the guy beforehand. The reason we couldn't yeah. find him is because he's super white. Yeah, he's the guy from Girls. Yeah. Charlie from Girls. Yep. And it was like, nice kind of accent and tan, like, way to go. <laughs> yeah, that movie was kind of problematic for race stuff. Yeah. Um, what else can we say? Well, I think we've covered what whitewashing is. Yeah. I think another issue when it comes to whitewashing, especially when it comes to real-life people being portrayed as white, Mm -hmm. is... We were talking about this before we recorded, is that (laughs) movies aren't entertainment anymore. They're education (laughs) for a lot of folks who never do any more digging. So they just assume, well, it's a white person. Like... Yeah, it gets dangerous when you're saying, this is a true story, and you're changing them to white people. Yeah, because, well, that's a pretty big part of the story you're changing. Yeah, and it's just part of many things that erase people of color from history. Yeah. When we're literally, like, telling these historical stories, and significant stories, and, like, stories about amazing people, maybe even not that long ago, and people are just seeing white people, more white people doing awesome things, and never seeing people of color, fictional or non-fictional, doing awesome things. Yep. Agreed. So there's that. There is a fun part about Asian (laughs) whitewashing, if you can believe it, is uh, fun ways you can fight back against it and make a statement to Hollywood, which is what someone did when they started uh, Twitter with the hashtag, hashtag starring John Cho. Who is an Asian actor. I don't, yeah. He's pretty wonderful in everything he does. He has such a delightful little... He's cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, so someone started photoshopping him into <laughs> movie posters. Just a whole variety, like action movies, rom-coms, like everything. To show that Asian men can be in all these roles. Yeah. Uh, the Photoshop's also excellent. Yeah, good job, guys. <laughs> I think it's just kind of started that, like, tons of people are doing yep. it. It's really cool. And then they started using Constance Wu from Fresh Off the Boat uh, as the female star's place in some nice movies with him. So yeah. that was cool, too. There, it's a really cute thing, and it's it's a it's a more fun way to be like, you saw Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, and it is, honestly, like, kind of raising awareness of it. Because, yeah. like, I came across it, like, on Tumblr, like, a bunch of them, someone had put in a post 
and it just kind of reminds you, like, yeah, you never see, like, an Asian man on the cover of, like, an ensemble rom-com. Yeah. When you see it, you realize how rare it is. Yeah. And also how ridiculous it is that, like, why couldn't an Asian guy or a black guy or a Latino guy or any of, you know, be the leading man in whatever kind of movie? Dern shame. Dern. Dern it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our other story we want to talk about. I guess we'll get through this we'll one a little quicker. skim this one, yeah. Oh, um, Tish and I both actually came about this next topic. I think we probably read the same article. Probably. I mean, on our own. Everywhere. Yeah, we usually do. Yeah. Um, uh, somebody, I don't remember who it was, but it was discussed that the Iron Man 3, that awesome movie we all remember, mm-hmm. villain, ha- was originally written as female and it was changed to be a male because toys. Because <laughs> toys. <laughs> uh, yeah, the director, Shane Black, uh, specifically said, we had a finished script and when we were given a no-holds-barred memo that said, saying that this cannot stand and we've changed our minds because after consulting we've decided the toy won't sell as well yeah. if it's female. Which I said, uh, how many Aldrich Killian toys did you sell? Probably none. Who the fuck wants that? A, people, A, no it wasn't that. a good movie. Let's just accept that and it's move a on. Dip okay, in the Marvel dip, universe. Big dip, Marvel. B, does anyone remember who Aldrich Killian is? I didn't even remember his name. I Neither did I. When you said it, I was like, I assume that's the bad guy in Man 3. And, it's not um, even the Mandarin. It's Aldrich Killian. Oh my god, I, it's ridiculous. A like girls play with toys, and B boys can play with toys that are modeled after women. It's I, it's just yeah. <laughs> what can we say? It's fucking ridiculous. We all know that it's fucking Iron Man. Even mm. if the movie is shit or whatever, yeah. whoever's in it. People are going to buy the toys. They're going to adults are going to collect them. Kids are going to play with the characters they see on screen. And like for the sake of the world, we need to put more women, people of color, in movies. I feel like the kids don't care. Like I really feel no. Like kids that don't it's, have it's a made up issue. Wait, exactly. Oh, that's most of Hollywood. I but mean, I'm just saying, g- gender <laughs> as a thing. Yeah, is it's a made, made up, up issue. issue. I. I know, I said it, and then I was like, I understand, but... Well, especially um, for kids. I know! They, they don't, don't even have, know. like, strong gender roles that have been, like, ingrained in them or anything. Until we put it on <sighs> them, saying, you can play with dolls and you can't. And mm. girls play with dolls! That's what these are! I don't... <sighs> Action frankly, figures and dolls are the same It would have made the movie more interesting, because... Sadly, a female villain or any kind of a role in these superhero movies is so so rare that we would have given it, like, a little bit more of a thumbs up if they had thrown us that. I know. (laughs) But, yeah, this is part of, like, a bigger issue. Yeah, we've seen it uh, recently talked about Black Widow merchandising, Gamora merchandising, Mm. Rey merchandising. (sighs) The idea that, like people don't want these female characters on their t-shirts and stuff. I, I Which is bizarre, understand. especially when it came to Rey, because I was like, she's literally the star. And awesome! Yes. She kicks ass! 
lost in that movie. Everyone fucking loves her. I know. Everyone loves her. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I hope they realize how wrong that they were. I hope they, someone somewhere is sitting and being like, oh shit, we could have sold a shit ton of race stuff. And we don't have it produced because, you know. Oh my god. Yeah. But it's part of this whole thing that these are all franchises we're talking about. We're not just talking about movies anymore. We're talking about franchises. We're talking... And the merchandising and the marketing and the imaging, like, everything comes with that. These movies are... Movies aren't just movies anymore. No. Again, this is something else we'll get into later. Um, but yeah, they have... Especially with these, like, comic movies, they have, like, 50-plus years of, like, existing industry and characters and merchandising and branding to, like, build on... So, you can't just make a movie. You have to make a movie that can make toys and, like, link into all this stuff and link into this whole world. Mm-hmm. Sad but true. Like, movies are not just art anymore. They are money They're money. That's all they are. And not even the movie, because people are not going to the movies dollar, as much. Dollar bills. But people are buying the shit that goes with the movies. So, yep. movies are really just accompanying toys now. Yep. That's all they want. It's, the toys and the t-shirts, you know? Like... It's shifting, so, yeah. Um, Hopefully it'll shift back. Hopefully we're at this end of the pendulum swing. I, I don't know. I, I'm i trying to be optimistic, Tish. <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert, probably next time we'll talk about these articles I found listing all the oh, reboots yeah. and remakes coming up and one listing all the sequels coming up. And there's over 100 on each of those lists. Yeah. Just being worked on right now. Well, there's no... No new ideas in Hollywood. That's what they say. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. So, that's that, toys. <laughs> Female villains. Yeah, and I mean... Don't it's sell toys, It really. is something... They, If you've heard any of our podcasts, you've heard us talk about the merchandising, because it's come up a lot before. Yeah, it's just... It seems like a weird disconnect between making a female the star of a movie and then not, not selling promoting her. I know. It was like, they were like, oh yeah, she's the lead, but we kind of wish she wasn't. Like, that's how it feels. Yeah, like they gave J.J. Abrams like a weird compromise. Like, like okay, okay, fine, but we're not gonna make but any toys for only her. only making Kylo Ren toys. Just bizarre. And, and Finn. Yeah. And it goes in the whole thing of, like, money isn't an excuse anymore for not putting women in movies. Like, we've proved time and time again that we can care like, females can carry a movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, you look... And since this is just all about making money, like, you don't have an excuse anymore. You know? Agreed. Okay. Let's finish it off with something... I want to say fun. I know. I, I was like, she's gonna say fun, but is it fun? It is fun. It's it's a tumbler, so it's fun. Important, <laughs> but fun. Yeah, kind of like yeah. the hashtag starring John Cho. Yeah, it has a message, and it will just make <laughs> it angry. Uh, anyway, it's this tumbler called Headless Women of Hollywood, um, <laughs> which basically just shows you movie posters where there are women without heads. <laughs> Meaning. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they're just part of their body is on it, or they're not facing the camera. They're just, like, props to the male, you know. Which is one of the biggest issues in imaging of women, is that we're just, we're not people, we're just body parts. Yeah. And this just shows it in a very simple, 
yeah. easy to understand and aggravating way. Yeah, but then there's like captions. That yeah, are, like, funny. They're really fun they, they it, do so. they make they make it fun. So it's bringing something to your attention. Yeah. So that's always good. So let's fucking wrap this <laughs> up. <laughs> Uh, that's it for this week, but next podcast, we're going to talk about Ruby Sparks. <laughs> I feel like you forgot there for a second. Uh, it's going to be like a regular podcast. Yeah. We're going to talk about Ruby Sparks and the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. That'll be interesting. Yes. Uh, as usual, you can always email us at inthemoviespodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet at inthemoviespod. Uh, we will respond. Probably dish. And, uh, <laughs> what? Instagram. Oh, yeah, an Instagram. <laughs> it's not written down. I forget about it. We have yeah, a, we have our new Instagram account. Yeah. I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Instagram. Do we have yes. a hashtag? Like, Same name as Twitter in the movies pod. Yeah. Look it up. We're totally there. Everyone know, but you knows how Instagram works. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um... Yeah, like I mentioned, we have an Instagram, and you can do a whole minute of videos, so we've been doing little videos. It's hard for us. And, like, shortened versions of... Yeah. We're going to try to post more. It's getting started. I I was just going to say, it's hard for us to only talk for a minute. Yeah. (laughs) We need to, like, plan it out and time it, like, speed talk. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... That's fun. It's our new fun fun thing. Yeah. Um... So, as usual, there's a link in the description to a uh, blog post for this to find all the links to everything we talk about. And, um, what else was I going to mention? Oh, um, <laughs> I mentioned the YouTube videos that we make, like our advanced screening videos, uh-huh. but I also did, or I'm about to finish editing, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Tuesdays with Tish video where I talked about Now You See Me Too. I talked about it because... I saw the poster for it, like an image for it, and it was just like all white men, <laughs> and, like one woman, like one black guy, and one Asian guy. So I kind of just talked about that for my Tuesdays with Tish video, and about putting women and people of color in movies. So anyway, um, that'll all be linked. So check that stuff out. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. Bye.